What up, world? Welcome to World of Freedom, episode number 11, where today we're going to be chiming in on a video about why the United States left the gold standard. Um, for many of you that don't know, the United States was a part of the gold standard in 1971 under the leadership of President Nixon, um, but was removed that year. And this video is going to explain uh, the result and what we're seeing in the modern day economy today as a result of what happened in 1971. So let's go ahead and dive right in. Yesterday was the 50 year anniversary of President Nixon taking the United States off the gold standard. Now, most people don't know exactly what that means. And they may have heard that there was actually two different times that we went off the gold standard. What actually happened was in 1933, when you hear that we were taken off the gold standard, what it means is that the US government required everyone who had gold, whether they're gold coins or other types of gold, to come in and to contribute them, to give them to the government. It became illegal to own gold. The reason why they did that was the US government wanted to drastically increase the gold reserves that they held. They were worried about inflation and a number of other things. And so by doing that, what they forced was everyone to give their gold up and to adopt the US dollar and to adopt the US coins. In doing so, now that the US had very deep gold reserves, they were able to reprice the gold. How? Well, they just said it's worth more. And they repriced it to about, I think, $35 or so, if I remember correctly. By doing that, they were able to increase the monetary supply. And so when you look at the first time that you may hear the US went off the gold standard, what that means is people who had gold had to give their gold into the government. That does not mean what happened later in 1971, which was 50 years ago yesterday. In 1971, there was a number of issues that the country was facing. And President Nixon, on a Sunday night, went on television, and here is the exact words. I do not want anyone to say that we don't go do our research and pull up the exact quote of what Richard Nixon said. So to start, he said, one of the cruelest legacies of the artificial prosperity produced by war is inflation. Inflation robs every American, every one of you. The 20 million who are retired and living on fixed incomes, they are particularly hard hit. Homemakers find it harder than ever to balance the family budget. And 80 million American wage earners have been on a treadmill. For example, in the four war years between 1965 and 1969, your wage increases were completely eaten up by price increases. Your paychecks were higher, but you were no better off. We have made progress against the rise in the cost of living. From the high point of 6% a year in 1969, the rise in consumer prices has been cut to 4% in the first half of 1971. But just as the case in our fight against unemployment, we can and we must do better than that. The time has come for decisive action, action that will break the vicious circle of spiraling prices and cost. Now that sounds a lot like today. They're talking about six down to 4% consumer price increases in the first half of 1971. But the president continued with his quote. He said, I am today ordering a freeze on all prices and wages throughout the United States for a period of 90 days. In addition, I call upon corporations to extend the wage price freeze to all dividends. Working together, we will break the back of inflation and we will do it without the mandatory wage and price controls that crush economic and personal freedom. 
In the past seven years, there has been an average of one international monetary crisis every year. Now, who gains from these crises? Not the working man, not the investor, not the real producers of wealth. The gainers are the international money, uh, money speculators because they thrive on crisis. They help to create it. And then finally, he moved on to the big boy part of the speech. He said, in recent weeks, the speculators have been waging an all-out war on the American dollar. The strength of a nation's currency is based on the strength of that nation's economy. And the American economy is by far the strongest in the world. Accordingly, I've directed the Secretary of the Treasury to take the action necessary to defend the dollar against the speculators. I have directed Secretary Canali to suspend temporarily the convertibility of the dollar into gold or other reserve assets, except in amounts and conditions determined to be in the interest of monetary stability and in the best interest of the United States. August 15th, 1971. Now, when you read this, there's a lot of similarities to what's going on today. High rates of inflation, there's worry about speculators in the market, and there is a belief that intervening in the market will be the solution. But what we know is that when this decision was made in August 15th of 1971, President Nixon, his administration, and those advisors who told him to do this could not have foreseen what was to happen next. There's actually quotes on record where people said, honestly, we don't know what's going to happen. They were taking a best guess as to what they should do. But when they unpegged the US dollar from gold, meaning that you could no longer take that dollar and go and redeem it for gold at the bank or at a vault, that gave the United States the power to print as much money as they deemed fit. They could increase or contract the money supply in order to respond to economic instability. Sounds like a great idea theoretically. But here is the truth. Here is the hard facts as to what has occurred since that decision in 1971. The growth in productivity and hourly compensation has absolutely bifurcated. What that means is that in 1971, what we saw was a plus 250% or more increase in productivity, but compensation has barely budged. Productivity took off compensation went sideways. If we then look at something like real GDP, real wages and trade policies in the US, what we see there is that real GDP per capita, uh, per capita absolutely exploded. But in orange there, you see the average real wage has absolutely gone sideways. The real median weekly earnings of full-time workers has gone sideways sideways, excuse me. And so when you see things like GDP per capita taking off and all kinds of things like GDP per full-time employee taking off, but wages going sideways, we then can look at the income gains and whether they were widely shared or not. Well, before 1971, when rich people made more money, poor people made more money. When the middle class made more money, so did the rich and the poor. All three groups of folks continued to grow about the same rate. But real family income has absolutely been bifurcated. The 95th percentile of folks, those that are the richest, have taken off and continued on a very similar rate to what they were doing previously. But the median and the bottom 20th percentile have gone sideways. When you destroy the value of the money by debasing it, because you can print as much as you want. What you do is you hurt the bottom 50% or so of your population and you enrich the wealthy. 
Don't believe me? Here is the income growth from 1917 to 2012. What we can see is that up until 1971, the bottom 90% of earners had much, much, much higher income growth than the top 1% of earners. Since then, the top 1% of earners have gone on an absolute tear but the bottom 90% of earners have gone sideways. They actually have even dropped some in that income growth, not. So there you go, folks. So that sums it all up. That explains where we are in this world. Uh, that explains the state of the United States economy. That explains, you know, the inflation that we've been experiencing every year over the last 50 years um, since the U.S. has gone off the gold standard. Right. So since President Nixon um, signed a bill that took the U.S. off the gold standard in 1971, what you have seen was the prices have gone up, but the wages for people in the workplace have stayed the same. And also what you'll notice is the rich and the wealthy have only continued to get more rich and wealthy and the middle to lower class people have not received an increase in income as the rich and the wealthy has gotten more rich and wealthy, right? So as you guys can see, you know, that's a major problem, right? And the way I see it is if it continues to go this way, what we're going to begin to see is you're going to have more people from the middle and lower classes begin to revolt against the government in terms of, you know, not receiving enough pay, you know, inflation is happening, and it just leads to a lot of anarchy, right? So what you can do in order to help yourself and your family during this time is start looking into investments, right? Start reading into um, the different types of investments out there. You can start investing in stocks, right? Or you can start looking into real estate. I myself offer a private wholesaling community. It's a easy way to get started in real estate without having to use any of your own cash or credit. So, you know, it's something that I would definitely consider if I was you. Um, so yeah, let's get back to the video. Good. If we continue and we look at the share of gross domestic income for the compensation of employees, you can see a 50 year decline in wages that are the share of the economy's total income. For 50 years, it has gone off a cliff. I should mention all of these charts come from an awesome website called What WTF Happened in 1971. WTF happened in 1971. The arrows are 1971. The next chart, income share top 1% relative to the bottom 90%. What you can see is that after 1971, the income share of the top 1% exploded compared to the bottom 90%. The rich got richer and the poor got poor. Well, how much has life changed? Well, in 1971, here's the cost of living. Wild statistics on this one. A new house cost $25,000. $200. The average income was $10,622. The new car would cost about $3,500. An average rent was $150 per month. 
Movie tickets, $1.50. Gasoline, 40 cents per gallon. Wanted to mail something? Postage stamp was eight cents. These numbers look absurd compared to today. Today, there are people in America paying three, four, five dollars for a ga- uh, for a gallon of gasoline. It used to be forty cents. Let this sink in. The average rent for an American citizen in nineteen seventy one was one hundred and fifty dollars. The average rent. For an American here in 2022, it's through the roof. It's at least between a thousand and fifteen hundred bucks. I mean, that is absolutely insane. Look how much the economy has changed and inflation has incurred within the past 50 years. Look at the trajectory route we are on. You know, it's only gonna get more expensive. Tuition to Harvard. If you are a Harvard man, you used to only pay $2,600 per year. Today, you pay upwards of $60,000, $80,000. There is immense inflation and impact in the cost of living. Let's look at Campbell's Condensed Tomato Soup. That sounds like a great one. What the hell happened in 1971? It went sideways for decades, and then it decided to absolutely explode. The tomato soup can also hide the effects of inflation by shrinking while keeping the same price. But you're still seeing these high rates of price growth. And then lastly, let's just look at cumulative inflation. That seems to be a great one to end on. From 1913 to 2015, we're just going up, baby. We're going to just go up and to the right. It looks like a chart that Masa draws and puts unicorns on and says, my 300-year plan, we're ready to rock and roll. That's what that chart looks like. It is bonkers. And so ultimately, what we have is 50 years after we went off the gold standard and we gave the government here in the United States and elsewhere the ability to leverage fiat currencies, we have seen an explosion in the cost of living, but we have not seen the exact same increase in wages, which means you are worse off today in purchasing power terms than you were back then. On top of that, from a wage perspective, you also have the investor perspective. If your family was to have made any money and in 1971 put $100 in the bank and simply hold it, that $100 can buy nowhere near what it could have bought in 1971. That is the erosion of purchasing power. And so let that sink in, people. You know, the money that we, you know, try to conserve or maybe even for some who can afford it hoard in our bank accounts. It's not doing us anything right Unless that money is moving and working for you and growing for you, it, it, it just doesn't equate to much. You're not making really anything off of the interest just by leaving it in a bank account. Now, the banks are the ones that are making the money. They're just taking your money and reinvesting your money and making more money while you sit your money in the bank account and make hardly any interest, if any, 
off of your hard-earned money. Come on, people. Let's wake up to the cycle. Let's wake up to the cycle. So we have gone from a society where your great-grandparents and your grandparents told your parents or yourself, save. Savers can get wealthy. You can save your way to financial security. That is no longer true. In this country, the only way to protect your purchasing power, the only way to achieve financial security, and the only way to get actual financial freedom is you have to learn to invest. Saving is for losers, as my friend Robert Kiyosaki always says. The only way to build true wealth is you have to be an investor. You have to learn how to convert dollars into assets, whether they're equities, commodities, Bitcoin, or something else. You have to learn how to protect that purchasing power because the dollar is being devalued. Every single one of those charts I just showed you was before the historic debasement of the currency over the last 18 months as well. So things are only getting worse. How many people do we think actually know those charts and understand how bad this has been since 1971? Very few people. Yep. Very few? Yeah. I, I mean, this is something that we should talk about every single day, right? Like the general idea behind it was that the global gold supply uh, would, would increase at a small rate every single year, right? Just a small rate because the supply was constrained. But the idea was that that would keep our overspending in check, inflation in check, et cetera. So the idea that we would come off this, the results should have been known and they were known. I mean, he talked about it in the speech, President Nixon. Government has become too cavalier about borrowing and printing money, right? So when you think about uh, US, US debt, the total level, we went from, at the time in 1971, we had like three or $400 billion of US debt. Now we're up to over $28, $29 trillion. So that's just gone incredible, right? And then uh, from an inflation perspective, we're up over 5% this year. It's totally separated the wealth inequality gap and, and, and continue to expand that within this country. And we just looked at a bunch of the charts. You look at how it's impacted the top 1% of earners in this country versus literally everyone else especially the bottom uh, 50%, 25%, 10%, et cetera. It's put them in a hole that's impossible to come out to. And now we're at a point where we're not able to go back to the gold standard. There's uh, the U.S. government reserves. It would have to be 10 to 15 to 20 times the current price of gold for us to, for us to return to that. So it's just brought up the need for sound money like Bitcoin, like other stores of value, et cetera. The craziest part to me about the entire 1971 uh, example is that there was two major statements made. One, it was done as a defense against speculators. Everyone loves when we're gonna defend ourselves, right? Oh, the big bad boogeyman. So there you go, people. This sums it up. If you're interested in learning how to get started in real estate, again, I provide a private wholesale community. You can DM me or reach out to me and we can get you started. Again, you have to get started in investing because the prices are only going to increase. So I hope this video was very informational for you. I appreciate you for tuning in to World of Freedom. You guys have a blessed evening. Peace.